Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new. What's up, guys? This is Jake Carlisle, and welcome to the Capital Gains Podcast, where we share our experiences on how to flip and invest in real estate, the stock market, and all things fitness. Join us as we dive deep into the world of self-development and get ready to make some capital gains. All right, I wanted to come on here and kind of do a second part to my Man in the Arena podcast because for those of you who do not know, um, Texas A&M beat the hell out of Alabama this past weekend um, at Kyle Field, beat number one Alabama, 41-38. to 38. And uh, I was there with Chad. What's up, Chad? What's up? And then Zach was not there, but apparently he was watching. What is up, Zach? What is up, everyone? He was there in spirit. He was there in spirit. I was rooting for you guys. There we go. Um, so I kind of want to do a second, a second um, part to my first Man of the Arena podcast. And I remember we talked about uh, AM starting quarterback, starting quarterback Zach Calzada, and uh, you know, for better or worse. The student body at AM was just giving him such a hard time. Um, I mean, and the alumni, they were just just ruthless with what they were saying. You know, they they were saying he shouldn't be there, he doesn't deserve it, he's garbage, this and that. And uh, he walked off the field after we lost to Mississippi State crying. Um, and you gotta remember, you know, he's a 21-year-old kid who just wants to win the game as much as we do, and but he's actually playing the game. And then he, he, he wakes up um, Saturday and, and uh, apparently he's a different man and, and rolls into Alabama and throws for like 300 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, Maxwell Player of the Week. And so now everybody loves him. He was, his name was getting chanted during the game, and now he's the hero. And uh, I just think it was funny because um, uh, I think me and Zach – it was either me and Zach or me and Chad talked about this on Man in the Arena where – like he was the one in there, right? And so now he's getting all the glory. So villain turned villain turned hero. So I just kind of want to talk about that. The the funny part too is, you know, we, I that was the first time I've been in the student section. It's insane, but like the kids in front of us, you know, Calzada's doing good, and they're like, "Holy shit, who is this guy?" And he he ended up throwing a pick. Um, like it looked like miscommunication between him and the receiver. Nothing crazy, but. They throw the pick. Oh, the first thing they say, there he is. There, there's Cal, there's the Calzada we know. And then he does good. And they're like, oh, my God, he's doing great. And then the second half, you know, offense kind of slowed down a little bit. Here we go. There's Calzada we know. It's like, Jesus Christ, like, give the dude a break. Like, dude's out there playing his ass off. And it's just it's it's just crazy to hear the the back and forth. It's is I don't know. It was just kind of nuts and mind blowing to me here, and how crazy these people are. And if you see the people that are the ones that are talking, it's like dudes are the most out of shape, uncoordinated, terrible looking individuals. Like just hearing them talk is just like, dude, you probably never played a sport in your life. But damn it, they are the Sunday morning quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty bad, and. um but I just kind of wanted to give a, a good props to Zach because he pulled through and uh, he was the man in the arena for sure and came back out of that doing really well because 
Um, he had a million critics, that's for sure. And I, I don't, I really don't think many people believed in him. Um, but at the end of the day, all all that mattered was he believed in, he believed in himself. So, and that's it. And that's that goes for anybody. I mean, in anything. So, and over la the drive before last, um, that touchdown he threw came up with an injury. You know, it seemed like he was potentially going to be out of the game by how long he was down. And he hobbled off. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And he limped back on for the final drive, drove down for the field goal. I think that's what made it even sweeter, the whole well, thing. On that on that one, that was the, the field goal or was that a touchdown? The touchdown is where when he got hurt, but then he came back for the final drive to drive down for the field goal. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's right. That's right. Um, but, yeah, he was visibly – I mean, he was still limping on oh, that last drive. Yeah, he was visibly hurt. And, uh, you know, the, the crowd was chanting Calzada, 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 you know, now because they loved him. And he got up, drove 75 yards down the field. Well, it wasn't 75, but drove 55 yards on the field against number one Alabama with two minutes to go. And it got us in a position to where Seth Small could kick a, a game-winning field goal to beat the number one team. And so if that doesn't – if that doesn't – uh, personify perseverance. I don't know what does because, um, you know, he was the man in the arena and he was, he strove, he strived valiantly, came up short and short again, but came out on top eventually. Yeah. And you can, I mean, this may be off topic, but I, I it kind of hits home with me for what we go through with business. You know, you start off fresh, you know, he got thrown into the into the fire unexpected. He thought he was going to be the backup, but starts fresh, struggles, you know, first few games, and then look at him now, you know, great game, bounce back. He's starting to understand SEC defense, I guess, and and played his ass off. It was, it was good to see. Yes. And my man's got some moves, too. I don't know if y'all saw the the videos afterwards in the locker room. <laughs> with, with yeah, the it was hitting the on or whatever. He was hitting the gritty in the bathroom with the core, <laughs> core hat on. That man was notes from Justin Jefferson. What? What? Taking notes from Justin Jefferson, bro. He started. No, nah, that's the Calzada. That ain't I, don't, Justin I don't know who Justin Jefferson is. Oh, my goodness. That's Calzada trademark. With the corpse hat on? Come on. With the hat? Yeah, yeah. Dude. To bounce off of what Chad said, um, it's it's very indicative of, of life and business, I would say, because – you're always going to have critics, critics, uh, whether that be family, friends, people you don't know, people on the internet, um, really anybody. Because you know, if you're, and it, it could be something where, hey, it's going to take two or three years to really, really see, you know, anything, right? Like it could take six months to see a single paycheck. Right. And so for me and Chad, you know, it's been nine, 10 months and we haven't seen a legit paycheck yet because we've poured more money into the business than than has come out. And, uh, you know, there's people saying, hey, um, is that actually going to work? You know, is is this actually going to going to work out for y'all? And, uh, you know, you know, maybe it won't. Maybe it will. But as long as I believe in myself and the vision that I've cultivated for myself and, and Chad as well, um, then we'll come out on top. Uh, because, you know, I'm like, I don't want to say I'm not going to let myself fail, 
um, you know, we've made plenty of mistakes, a million mistakes and, you know, lose some money here, lose some money there. But like, honestly, I've told Chad this, I said, I don't care how long it's going to take me. I'll be broke for the next five years, 10 years to get where I want to be. Even like, like, even if it means just suffering and then, you know, all of a sudden, um, having a big breakthrough. Um, and that's, that's what it takes. I yep. feel like. You know, I've been going through it this week. Jake knows we've been talking a lot. Like, my stress has been shit. It's been killing me this week. But like he said, you know, people don't understand when you're in the mix of it. And it's, you know, it's hard for a lot of people to see the bigger picture. And like Jake said, you know, in people's head, it's like, maybe you'll make it, maybe you won't. Well, I know Jake in his mind and mine as well, it's it's not maybe. It's going to happen. Shit, might it might take five years without making money and going broke, but it's gonna happen. And it's just every day, you know, putting it down, go with the roll with the punches when the bad shit happens and keep rolling. And I feel like if you stay down and have that kind of mindset, I mean it's inevitable that it's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think the only thing I can take from this regarding business as to what you guys were saying is just that. It pays to always be ready. Going back to quarterback that we were talking about, like you said, he was going to be a backup, but he, the whole time he had to be training as if he was going to be a starter. So just like anything, just because there's not some golden opportunity right in front of you, it pays to always be ready because you never know when it is going to come. That is that is great stuff right there. That's And that's exactly right because, you know, for me and Chad right now, especially the past two months, it's just kind of seemed hopeless because once you go list your, your house – and it doesn't get immediate hits, you're kind of just waiting. Like you're kind of just waiting until, until you take some definitive action on, on some other way. Um, you know, uh, you just, you just got to wait and, uh, and keep, keep going with the day in day out actions to get yourself closer to where you want to be. And, uh, eventually some, some type of opportunity is going to show up. Uh, it may not be what you wanted either. Right. It's going to it may look completely different than what you wanted. Um, like I'm sure Zach would have completely wanted to, you know, start from the very beginning and um, be the starter uh, very first game. Well, that was not that wasn't that's not what happened. He got beat out. And I don't know if that fueled him or something, but, um, you know, he got thrown in there, got thrown in the fire. And uh, whether he was ready or not, who knows? But, you know, he came in and beat Alabama. So, I mean. I don't know. Not very many people can say that in the past ten years. So, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Even, even too, like uh, it doesn't hurt if say people aren't recognize what you're doing. It only works to your benefit if people are underestimating you. Maybe Alabama comes into this game thinking like, oh, we're playing A and M. Like this is a typical like game. I mean, Alabama rolls just about everybody. So I'm sure they think that a lot of times. But A and M, I'm sure had a lot higher uh, target on Alabama or thought about this game a lot more than they were. So they're a lot more motivated than Alabama might be to win that game. It's a lot more, it's a lot bigger of a deal for Texas to win that game. If Alabama wins that game, nobody's talking about it. I mean, they were 18 point favorites. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, no, nobody's talking about that if they win. Um, And then the other thing I was going to say too, is that for those people who like get frustrated or don't necessarily believe in like, always staying ready by always doing what you're supposed to be doing, whatever work that is, whatever you're into, it doesn't just apply to real estate, investing, whatever, just whatever you do. 
say somebody does finally approach you and you're like, oh, this is my big break. One, you're not special. If they've approached you, they've approached a ton of other people. And two, if they approach you and you haven't been working this whole time and you just have like ideas or you have all the, you have a bunch of stuff to say to them, like, oh yeah, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm sure that you would have a higher percentage of chance of being able to work with this person or take advantage of this opportunity over whoever else it was presented to. If you have some stuff to show for all your motivation and ideas that you say you have. Yep. Yep. That was a, that's a really good one. That, that, that reminds me of, uh, I just listened to Andy, Andy Frisella's podcast. It was way back. I think it was like MFCO 33, like his, like his literally his 33rd episode is 2015 or something. And it was called, are your goals actually your goals? And he was basically saying, he said, you know, you're either doing the stuff that you say that you want to do or you're not. There is no trying to do it, right? Like there, you're either going and doing your daily actions every day to get better or you're just not. It's that, it's that simple. And uh, that's what, you know, Zach was saying. It, you, if you're not ready, then, you know, you're going to get you're going to get picked over. And it's it's hard to admit to yourself too, like I am not doing what I say I want to be doing because it's like nobody wants to think of themselves as not necessarily lazy, but no one wants to think that they're going to say they're going to do stuff and not follow through with it. You just don't want to think of yourself in that light. So I, it takes a lot of uh, self-awareness to understand that if I need to do this, then I need to make sure it gets done because otherwise this is just a bunch of hearsay. Yep. Yeah. And one final thing too. For all you, like, for anyone in college, going back to what we were talking about, just, like, always doing what you say you, like, want to do, even if it's not at the level or scale that you hope it to be, if you're in college or just networking in general, there's a, personally, I feel like I have had minor success, like, just meeting people at college and, like, forming connections that could be potentially helpful or whatnot in the future regarding what we do, and the reason I find that they're more willing to talk to me and, like, I mean, you can tell they spend more time talking to me when we're at an event or something than say somebody else that isn't working on what they should be or starting up what they should be doing. It's for that exact reason. Like this helps with networking more than anyone I think can understand because someone who is older than you has been in your position before and understands that you're in school, in work, doing this, doing that. They don't even expect you to be doing it completely right, whatever it is that you're doing. They just want to see that you've taken some sort of initiative because that's how they know that you're someone that they want to work with. Yep. Yep. Cause I, I think I was talking to, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Um, I think his, his name's Brad Modrich and, uh, he's in the RTA syndicate with me and I've, I've got on a couple calls with him and you know, I don't remember what it was, but one day he randomly texted me and, uh, you know, I don't feel like I've done very much, right? Like it, maybe I have, maybe I haven't, but I like, like in my mind, there's so much more to do that I feel like I haven't done nothing, right? And so he he texts me and was like, "Hey man, I'm really grateful for you. Um, keep hitting it in day in and day out." I'm like, "Man, I appreciate that, but I, I you know, I, I don't feel like I'm doing enough." And and he's he basically was saying, "Hey man, like you're young, like you're the future of this." You're the future. You are the future. That's what he's telling me. You are the future, and uh, and you you need to do. You're doing what you need to be doing. Um, just keep hammering, and uh, that's a really good way to know. Uh, I think if you're on the right path, because 
you go talk to the people that were in your were in your uh, your shoes, and everybody I talk to says, "Oh man, I wish I would have started when I was that age." And I'm like, "Bro, I wish I would have started when I was 18, not 20." <laughs> yeah, that's, bro, that's one of my. I mean, say what you want about Rogan, but that's one of my favorite quotes from him is when he's talking to somebody that's like, uh, "I wish I started working out when I was 18. Imagine what I would be right now." And he literally just says to this person, well, you fucking didn't, so just start now. Like, it's nothing you say is going to change that fact. All you can do is start now. Yep, yep. And I think I think a lot of people, um, not, not necessarily jealous, but, um, you know, it, it, you know, with, with me and Chad, it does take a lot, it does take a lot of, I guess, courage to do, to do what we're doing. I, I guess I take a little bit more risk than most people, um, but you know it, it is what it is yeah um, i think too like you're right i think like if that, that's another reason to be motivated to like get on with yourself and do whatever it is you want to do because i if not for yourself just know that like other people around you are going to be motivated by you especially if you're friends with them or something i feel like everyone is to some degree naturally competitive and this is where it's a good thing it's it's you can take motivation from somebody around you that's doing better than you or doing what you want to do and i'm sure that that person who's either got you into the space or you're friends with and you like not necessarily look up to but like are inspired by i'm sure if someday you were to become more successful than them they would be nothing but happy for you yep yep if they're if they're a good person you know, if they, yeah, of course, if, if you're not a shit bag, <laughs> yeah, just be a good person, do the right thing. Um, but yeah, I think that was really good. Um, you had some really good points there. Um, I think I'm going to close this out with the, the man in the arena, um, speech again, just to, just to kind of iterate it again and, uh, and get it, get it down there. Um, y'all got anything else? No. See you guys next time. All good. All right. Uh, the man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Gang. Gang, gang, gang. Thank you guys for listening to the Capital Gains Podcast. If you got any value from this, please share it. Um, Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. And just let us know what we've been doing good, what we do bad. Um, If we do anything bad, please let us know so we can correct it. Let us know what you want to hear from us. That way we can improve the podcast and get you guys the content you want. Um, If you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to us and let's see if we can add some value to each other. Let's get ready to make some capital gains. 101 Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.